Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. you do if your whole world was turned upside down and you found yourself in prison? Would you lay down and just give up and say, oh, well, or would you realize that you made a mistake, rebound from it, and know that this is not the end of your life? Well, today's guest is Miss Lucinda Cross, and she went from prison to vision. But before you guys hear from her, and I mean, she is killing it. You probably even saw her on Queen Boss on BET Her. She's been everywhere. She has definitely created a brand that is just phenomenal. And her story is going to keep you chomping and wanting and thriving and wanting for more. So before you hear from her, I thought I'd kind of catch up with y'all because I know we got a lot of time on our hands these days, right? And uh, I've been doing things outside of the box to keep myself busy. And I tried something new and y'all probably are way past me, but I'm late to the party. I tried some presto nails, y'all. I wish you could see them. They are so cute. I am hooked. And I'm wondering why I had not done them. They're just my size. They got cute designs on them and they only cost me $10 from Target. So you know what I did as soon as I got home and I tried them on last night. I went to Amazon, filled my cart up, got them ready, got me a bunch of cute designs that I'm going to do on the next go-round. Uh, this is only day two, but they're super cute. I'm loving them. Uh, what else have I done? I've been cooking a lot and loving it, y'all. I forgot how much I love cooking. I really like it. I mean, I'm cooking a little bit too much breakfast, lunch, and dinner for this little munchkin of mine who's growing like crazy. I think she's gone like three inches since this dang on pandemic started. But uh, I'm getting to try new recipes. I'm getting to have healthy food for my family. I've lost two pounds. I've been doing intermittent fasting, which, oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, I'm on trend, y'all. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing intermittent fasting. I stop eating at 8 p.m. I don't eat till 12 uh, noon the next day, and I eat healthy stuff. Like, I'm full. I'm not hungry. I am walking about three and a half miles or, or two and a half to three and a half miles a day. Uh, I'm just loving it. Like, I'm really making the best out of this time, and I'm taking classes. I tried to binge like crazy. I did binge like maybe the first couple of weekends. I did binge and catch up on shows I like. And after that, I was like bored with TV. So I probably have purchased way more classes than I should. Uh, I've been doing all kind of webinars and sitting in and just brushing up on skills and learning new technologies that I had fallen back on uh, and just loving it. So expect me to share as much as I've learned. I'll be sharing some resources that I've learned. I've got a couple of new interns. Uh, just loving life, man. Now, uh, one of the things I know probably folks are working on is what their vision is going to be, you know, and what do they want to be after this? Because it's a lot of time to really do a lot of reflection. If you've been furloughed or laid off, my heart goes out to you. I told you guys I've been furloughed, which is okay. You know, life happens. Um, but I, I, for those who aren't sure and who are worried I tell you don't worry because just think about when has it not been all right and probably never because you're here and even when it was the darkest of time when you thought it wasn't going to be something happened to get you to here so do not give up stay strong call on your friends dm me I'm always good for a couple of good words of positivity uh because I understand you know it's, it's not easy and 
for those who are single moms out there, y'all, I am praying for you because the couple of times my husband has had to leave out and go do things for a prolonged period of time and my little and I were alone uh, for obscene amount of times. It was very challenging trying to work with her around and uh, full time. And I just, my heart goes out to you and I, and because I know that you got to do it and you're doing it and you're doing it well, but you're not getting a, anybody to come tag and say that, you know, they got you go take a long hot bath. So I'm praying that those kids take their bus to bed on time. Even if that means they might need a little Benny, that means Benny real. Don't call me. Don't, don't sue me. I'm joking. I do not get a anymore no, I'm kidding I don't I don't <laughs> don't give up to the girl unless she needs it but um yeah I just I, girl I see you we're gonna do something special for you we're gonna have the best damn brunch we've ever had when this is all over don't even worry I'm already trying to figure out who we're gonna get to speak who we're gonna get the DJ who we're gonna get to feed us like we're gonna roll out the pink carpet like it's never been rolled out before when this is over because we deserve it we made it and we're gonna be bigger better and better and a lot of you who are working on vision are going to love this episode from prison to vision with Lucinda Cross. So check it out. Welcome back to Brunch and Slay, y'all. Man, oh man, oh man. Let me tell y'all something. It's not too often that you get to hear a true story of redemption. So I know you're going to want to listen to today's show because I'm all, I got all the feels just even researching Miss Lucinda uh, Cross, who is our guest today. But before you get to hear about her, you know I have to know if you have done just one thing. Have you rated the show? Have you reviewed it? Have you subscribed? And if you haven't, I'm going to ask right now that you do so when you have a moment when you're not driving. If you are sitting down right now and you've said at least one time, oh, I need to do that, then this is your call. This is me saying, girl, come on, help a sister out, right? <laughs> Go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe to the show. If you are not a reviewer, which I'm going to be honest with y'all, that's not my favorite thing to do, but I am a sharer. So share it with at least one person. Share it with them and let them know to share with somebody else. And then that is just as good to me. So that's my little housekeeping. You guys know that, that reviews make the world go round. So there is something to be said to me uh, uh, about a woman who knows how to become a phoenix who rises from the ashes, right? Someone who has a calling on their life and does not let any little hiccup stop them. And today's guest, who is not only one president, but she's two presidents. Does that even sound right, right? <laughs> Am I saying that correctly? Probably not. She's the president of Activate Your Vision. She's also the president of Activate Worldwide, which is a leadership firm that specializes in marketing and consulting. Not only that, but she's an author and she's an international speaker. She has been featured pretty much on every platform we covet and want to be on from TV uh, to news to magazines and articles. And it's because she's doing something right. She's answered the call in her life and she is out here cultivating relationships, marketing, and helping folks crystallize those visions. So help me welcome to the show, Miss Lucinda Cross. Hello, Lucinda. Hello. How are you? Oh my gosh. Yes, I am fabulous and so excited to chat with you. I'm I'm just excited about this whole this whole ordeal. First of all, your intros everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave me the material, okay? <laughs> It's just the way you just laid it out. I'm like, who's that? I want to meet them. <laughs> right? But isn't that so cool, right? Like we forget about all these things because we're so busy checking crap off our to-do list, right? Mm -hmm, and we mm -hmm. forget, wait a minute, I did climb that mountain. I mm -hmm. did get that t-shirt, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. So that was you, girl. I was talking about you. 
so I gotta know, man, where did this vision start? Take me back. So, I mean, I don't know how far we want to go back, but what I would say is that, you know, for me, it really started when I became um, a single mom and I just realized that I, I wanted more for myself and for my kids and not so much time. I can't even lie. I wasn't like, oh, I want to spend time with my kids. No, it wasn't about spending more time. I wanted them to go to school, but I wanted to have <laughs> access to make lots of money doing something that I felt good about because I was, I, I literally was changing my character to just being like this grouchy mom and this grouchy woman um, when I was just working this nine to five. And so I really wanted to tap into the hustle entrepreneurial side of me. And it, you know, it started just uh, over 10 years ago, just kind of saying, you know, enough is enough. I need a mentor and some guidance to help push me through. But of course, there was trials and tribulations in life that just led me to even wanting more, you know, and even leading up to that point. But uh, basically, that was it. It was just, I was just tired of being told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, how much you can make, when you can make it, when you could call sick, you know, so. But when did you know that it was something so special that it could potentially create a whole living for you and your family? One thing that my mentor taught me, he said, you know, instead of writing this 30 page business plan, I want you to take what you feel you're an expert at, toot your horn and go make some money. <laughs> I like him. What's his name? Where is he? <laughs> toot, toot. toot your horn and yes. go make some money. And so he said, if it's not, if you cannot make money, it, it doesn't make sense for you to even put the plan together. And I said, hmm. And he said, if you love doing it, that's even more of an effort, you know, so it was kind of like this checklist to see if I had what it took uh, to make it in entrepreneurship, you know, with the, the rejections and the networking and the uncomfortability, because as much as I do public speaking and hosting and all this other stuff, I am a quiet person in my corner and I like my little cubby and my space. And, but he I had to get out of that shell to get to go out there and hustle and grind. So so let's talk about what that day-to-day -day grind is and what, you know, uh, activate your vision truly is. I know I kind of touched on it, but of course I could never do your brand any justice. Break <laughs> it down for all of our girls tuning in uh, and tell them a little bit more about what, what your brand is and what it means. Absolutely. So the whole company, Activate Your Life, which is my nonprofit for reentry and at-risk youth, and then it's Activate Worldwide, which I started, that's what I started out with my business, came from just me being a huge procrastinator and taking on this characteristic of an activator. What did that mean for me? And I read this book called Strength, Strength Finders 2.0, and it had you identify your top five strengths. The top strength for me was activation. And I said, from here on out, I'm the activator. I've been procrastinating for so long. Let me rebrand my company. And I started my business in 2006, 2009, I did a complete rebrand and literally shut stuff down and, and, and said, you know what, let me write my first book. Let me do a whole rebrand. Let me show up as the activator and go out there and get it. And so from, for Activate Worldwide, is, it supports those who are the best kept secrets. I have a degree in marketing and for me, I used that degree in marketing and communications to help my, my clients at the time, which were authors, coaches, and speakers. Based on my mentors' clientele, I was able to feast off of them. But just the marketing skill to help them step out of the box, I said, I need to become my own client. And then what I realized, there was other 
best kept secrets out there that no one knew about because people didn't know how to toot their horn and was fearful of tooting their horn. And so I said, well, let me show you how to make this happen and um, create a plan and a process for you, for your business and, and your profile and what you stand for. And it started to work. So I, I became my own client. It worked for me. And people were like, you know what, you do this so well. How did you get on all of this media without a publicist? How did you get these paid speaking engagements? How do you sell these books? And I said, baby, it's all about the word of mouth. It's all about the mouth. It's all about the marketing. And um, that's how Actively Worldwide was birthed. It, it supports those who are best kept secrets and teach them how to not only just make money in your business, but be seen and heard by the right people. Which I love the fact that you said you became your own client. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone on this show say that. I hear a lot of people talk about the things they do, and I don't think that that's bad. But mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, your case study, you are your case study, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. No one's going to be more passionate about your business and your platform than you, right? So... Absolutely first of all, this mentor, where did he come from? How did you, you said you needed one. And a lot of us have, I've, I've walked that line and kind of told it, trying to figure out, do I need a coach? What direction? And if so, I'm kind of one of those people who feel like, what can you tell me? Like, unless you're really someplace else and then those I can't really afford. Right. So mm -hmm. how do you, how do you <laughs> find this person and, and, and find somebody who speaks your language? Because that's a huge part of finding a coach or a mentor. So for me, I went and I was there to kind of grab the event host as a client and so we were going to have a meeting after her event but i wanted to see what she does behind the scenes and so um because i ventured into entrepreneurship and then i met my mentor and then he showed me how to do real business you know there's one thing with saying hey i have a business and then doing real business and he showed me the difference of it and that's being passionately profitable or passionately poor you know saying oh look i'm you know i love what i do you know god has gifted me but you broke Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, I'm serving the people, but I'm also, you know, saying this is the value that I bring to the table. And so I, I knew that I needed some guidance and I didn't know uh, where or who would be that person, but I identified and put a list and said, this is the kind of leadership and guidance that I need. One, I want a male. Uh, why? Because I'm in a all female dominant uh, family. And so I wanted a male figure. Two, I needed him to be stable. Three, there was a certain level of success he had to have. So I put down all of these characteristics and things that I was seeking out of a mentor. And so when he was speaking from the stage, I said, man, there's no way. And what he talked about was more of overcoming the challenges and struggles than how to, how he was on, uh, Oprah Winfrey and this and this and that. And, you know, he had, his accolades were great, but he talked more about the climb. And I was like, whoa, okay. So I read, he said, does anybody have any questions? And most time people are quiet. And I said, well, I have a question. Do you mentor? And he said, hmm, that's a good question. Well, with everything that I share with my business, and mind you, this is like in a room of hundreds of people. He's like, with everything that I share with my business, you know, are you, a humble person to get up here and help me sell my products because I don't have an assistant. And so everybody turned around, looked at me. I said, absolutely. I'll help you sell your products. He said, all right. So that'll be the beginning of our mentorship relationship. And well, I said, that. and that's how we started. And he said, listen, I'll be honest. I don't have time to cradle you. I don't have time to have 50 million calls with you on the phone. I'm, I'm, I'm a husband. I have a, a daughter with special needs. I'm going to tell you where I'm at and you show up. 
And that's exactly what I did. And if I did not have the money to get there, I figured out a way. It wasn't up to him for me to get to places and to show up. There's times that, you know, I see him, he's in the big shrimp room. You know, it's a, a joke that I have with my mentees. He's in the big shrimp room at Black Enterprise. You know, that's where the big wigs are at. They popping bottles, they eating good because they're the main, main event. And I'm there hungry. He doesn't even mm-hmm. know that I don't got a buddy pass from my cousin's cousin's cousin. And <laughs> I found I was able to find a stranger to bunk up. It just it was just weird. Then he didn't know that I had to sleep in a hotel lobby to make it that next day to sell his products, you know. But it wasn't it was it was how bad I wanted it. And so when I seen and identified that he had the characteristics that I needed and he was going to challenge me and push my ego. I said, he's the one. And I told him, I can't, I, I don't know what you charge. I can't afford it, but I'm willing to put in the work and the effort. Man, that right there was everything. I don't even know how many, I love the fact that he, you, you kept saying he didn't know. And I think a lot of times people want, want so many accolades for the behind the scenes struggles. And sometimes as the person, like you said, he was there. He doesn't need to hear that. That's just a turnoff. Mm-hmm. What he mm-hmm. needs to hear really is what he sees with his eyes is that you're always there and you're showing up. And I say mm-hmm. that he using that as, even as a metaphor, because mm-hmm. when it comes to your time and you have that moment, nobody wants to hear, everybody has problems. Everybody mm-hmm. has obstacles. And just because maybe yours may be how you're going to pay your light bills. Theirs might be, how am I going to show up to my daughter's track meet because she is pissed because I've missed mm-hmm. the last six because mm-hmm. I'm out here on these streets selling these books, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, people have problems. And to think that their problems are easier or or, or or something different just because they're on where you are is, is a big mistake. But I love the fact that you were so passionate about yourself and your success that it would team whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and we have to, what I learned through that process, we have to be the first believers and investors in ourselves. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't up to him to, you know, uh, cradle me or feed me. Like I said, there was times that I was hungry, but it's either you sit here and you act hungry and, and, and bother this, or you seize this opportunity. Cause his thing was, if I'm putting you in the right rooms, there's no excuse, make money. Mm. Love it. Oh my gosh. So a huge part of your story, you kind of touched on it about uh, helping people get reacclimated after they've fallen on hard times or had some, some trials. Let's talk about that part of your story, because I know I want to hear how you got to where you are like that's a huge part of who you are absolutely so even just from the start of the story you know instead of you know i'm going to college to be an entertainment lawyer and end up uh trying to get fast cash in and speed up the process of success and you, you know end up in in federal prison serving four and a half years instead of graduating with my peers that gave me such a it, felt, it was a setback in my life that I'll never get back. And, and I vowed that as soon as I come out, I'm going to prove that I'm more than just a number. And I'm more than just this mistake that I made that I was penalized for, nonviolent crime, first time offender, college student, GPA out the wazoo. But I said yes to, to, to do something uh, several times. And um, it, it, a part of a case that was much larger than I could even think or imagine and had to serve the time for it. But what was, you know, to be honest with you, what was the most discouraging piece is that I'm inside serving time with thousands and thousands of women and I'm 18 years, 18, 19 years old. I haven't even stole a bubble gum. Okay. I worked hard for the bubble gums I got in life, but, um, 
coming home and then being around uh, women who were fearful of me succeeding after I had gone through a setback, fearful of giving me a resource, the jealousy and the envy just off of, just off of me trying to say I want to do better for myself. And they were more incarcerated in the free world, that's what we call it, than where I just left. That's what discouraged me. And that's when I knew I had work to do as an entrepreneur and venturing into this business world. More Brunch and Slay after this. If you've listened to this show for any amount of time, then I'm sure you've heard me say a thing or two about meditation and how it utterly changed my life. And in times when things get a little bit stressful, it's always good to know that I can turn back to meditation to kind of get myself back in line. Now, the folks over at Gaiam, they totally get this and understand, which is why they are giving all of our Brunch and Slay listeners 20% off of meditation cushions. That's right. I've heard it a time and time again. I want to do meditation, but it's so uncomfortable to sit on the floor. Guess what? There's a cushion for that. Head on over to Gaiam.com and use the code Brunch and Slay. That's B-R-U-N-C-H-A-N-D-S-L-A-Y to get your cushion today. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Wow. So I can only imagine what that does to your psyche. I know I know women who have been incarcerated and I don't know if they've ever recovered from the shame or the the I guess the stigma. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what gave you the strength to to succeed and to not give up when you were there? What was that one thing that motivated you? It was, you know, my mother, once she was a psychology major, so we, I've always done, even at a young age, 13, 14, a lot of self-help work, self-improvement work. Uh, and as a psychology major, I was her, I'm the only, only girl, uh, the oldest. I have nothing but bro- three brothers. And so, you know, I'm her guinea pig. So, you know, what colors do you feel? What's the energy vibe you have today? You know, so all the, think beyond where we're at, you know, cause I grew up in, in the projects and in, in New York city housing. And so it's like, you know, think beyond these project walls, think beyond the fact of what we don't have. And she got me into creative visualization, which they call vision boards. Now she got us into gratitude jars and, you know, and so, I was already in that mental space. So I just leaned back on those things inside and, and utilized that to create a plan of action when I left, because I know what it's like in, in, in the hood where people are, they have this institutionalized um, attitude. It's like, you can smell prison on them. And I didn't want to, I, 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 no, I want to embrace my femininity. I want to embrace being a woman. When I come out, I want to prove to society that I'm not a throwaway. And that's where it was. It was proving that I'm not a throwaway and I have something to say and something to do and you can't stop me. Now you could have came home and you could have, you know, shown you weren't a throwaway and went hard and you could have this huge story and you would have never had to share this, this backstory. What made you want to share that with people? Man. Oh my gosh. It, you know, one is just prayer and the position that God put me in, in one point in my life 
I was fine, you know, with running my business. I've reached a certain level, reached six figures, was working with my mentor, just, you know, by this time felt like I had wings that I could fly. And so ready for the next phase in my business. And when I looked at that, I said, you know what, we need some attention, media attention. Like I said, I wanted to become my own client again, a whole new rebranding. And I said, I need this, this message needs to be heard more. I need to do, you know, get involved in certain things. And I got into a position where this woman was asking me about vision boards and she was questioning me about them. And I was giving her tips for her article, giving her advice that she can put in her article and her, in her post. She worked for a magazine. I didn't know what magazine at the time. She just kept digging into the story of when was my most pivotal moment with vision boards. And I can feel God like literally punching me in the back of my head <laughs> saying, tell it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> he's like, tell it now is the time. Tell it. And I was like, no, I'm not telling. I'm not telling it. And I stopped. She just kept digging and digging and digging. And I told it and she was uh, the senior editor at Essence magazine. And she did a whole full feature. It went from me just having a quote and five tips to having a two, two page center um, uh, layout and photo shoot about the turnaround, which led to Dr. Oz because his parents heard about the story on the Today Show and they were, and they're ministers and they're like, oh, you need to check this girl out. And they told not his producers, him. He told his producers to contact me. So it was just being obedient and knowing when the time is right. Because was I healed from it? I didn't want anybody to know my story. It was no one's business. I was at a certain level of my success that I didn't need to share it. I didn't want my kids exposed and, and even knowing what was going on in my backstory. It didn't, it, to me, I felt like it wasn't important, but it was when I look, you know, when I look at the growth level that I had to come through and go through. Oh, I Whoa. went to prison, hardcore, yes. rock'em, sock'em, grinder, you know, no, you don't get money, little Kim. Like, no, it wasn't about that. It was, listen, you can fall short in your life and feel even incarcerated in your own home or from a setback, divorce, unemployment, uh, terminal illness, and you could still come back so strong that you don't even smell like smoke. Oh man. Hello. Chills here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wow. There's so many times that we don't listen to that little, that little tickle that says, go left, go right, speak up. How many times have you looked back and said, what if I hadn't? You know, what is that like for you? I, I'm sure you can look and see how those steps were ordered. I'm, I, I know I, you can. Absolutely. Because here I am at this time, I was, you know, in my speaking career doing pretty well off, but how am I going to tell women to do them, to have faith, to step out, to speak your truth and stand in your power when I have this secret that I feel is irrelevant? So I was sharing, you know, I was a single mom, you know, met the man in my life, did a love board. He appeared, you know, was, you know, became six figures in my business, you know, as, as a single mom, well, you know, and so I wanted to share that story, but that was just the sugar story. There's, there was something else in the mix that why don't you stop? What, what keeps you going, you know? And so that's what women needed to hear. I, I'm on stage making them feel good but I wasn't creating any full transformation until I was able to be vulnerable with them to say, this is better than red bottoms, 
a good weave and nice lashes. <laughs> this girl been through some things, right? And so you receive it different because you hear people come up, you know, I'm so the greatest. And so what I did, my clients are, yeah, I mean, look now, what Nike wanted from me. They wanted me to go to, to LA and Compton and all these inner cities to do empowerment. Why? Because of the story, right? And so, but I'm not here to say, you know, and so I worked with, Apple and, you know, and, and giving the whole spiel. No, 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 no. And going through the knockout, drag out. No, no. Here's the real deal. I look good because I want to look good because I refuse to, to, to feel like I'm wearing arms and gray sweats again. And so anytime I feel like a princess, I'm stepping out, even at the grocery store. Yeah, I'm that person. You know, because I know what it's like, you know, put ironing some khakis. So, you know, and, and so just the transformation is real. Man, so I love that you talked about your mother who, who planted this seed in you long, long ago. And I think that resonates with me because my mom did the same thing with teaching me the power of uh, speaking to things into existence and visualization. And so for me, a vision board is just, it just makes sense. It's like, mm -hmm. for me, I feel like my, my imagination is so on point with just visualizing with the life I want. I think vision boards for me are great when it comes to long term i've said it a, a billion times i don't do one every year i do it until it's done right so i might make one mm -hmm. and, and like i just i'm making one right now i haven't even done i thought it would be done right now but it's for this decade because i knew something on my spirit said go hard or go home like this is a 10 years like 10 years from now where do i want to be what kind of mm -hmm. life do i want for my daughter what do i want my business do i want a business what is this and mm -hmm. that made me pull and stretch and start setting some goals that made me uncomfortable. Because one year, I'm gonna be real, like a, a year ago is nothing to me that you know you're gonna crush it. It's a year, like what's 12 mm -hmm. months, right? Like what is that, mm -hmm. right? So to challenge myself and, and get really uncomfortable with some goals and, and some piss to get off the pot moments, like I got some of that kind of stuff on that, on mm -hmm. the vision board. Why do you think now that vision boards are so, prevalent and so I, I hate to say on trend but they seem to be on trend and, and they've mm -hmm. been around I've had them for forever but mm -hmm. I'd love to know your thoughts I think because you know people are always looking for some hope and because it's technology has taken over for me it feels good and I believe in other people that I've connected with and, and interviewed and talked with them about this is it feels good to sometimes go back to that five-year-old little boy or little girl who can cut and paste and put a collage together and saying, hey, this is who I want to be when I grow up in one year, three years, five years, 10 years. And so it still adds that element of young creativity and it allows you to kind of venture off and get away from the technology and really touch life a little bit more. Besides the fact that, you know, there's your, 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 some well-known names who are saying, you know, you have to do this, um, the secret, you know, saying you have to do this, this is a good thing for law of attraction. But to be able to look at it and see, this is something that I've created. How many times can we say that? A lot of people are not creating anything except dinner. Or, yeah. You know, they're not even making their own breakfast anymore. Nobody's doing anything for themselves nowadays. And I think with this vision board, that's something that people have to do themselves. And it gives you a level of uh, gratitude and, and confidence and light that we all yearn on the inside to kind of say, I did that. You know, yeah, those are my words. Yeah, that's, what, that's the car I want, you know? So um, I think that's, that's why. 
no, it's I think, on trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're so right. I think that often too, I think we, you and I are lucky that our parents gave it to us early. So you probably got to see some of the um, fruit of your labor at a young age. So you knew it was possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you don't have that at an early age and when you get it later in life, life has already beat you upside the head so many times that it's almost, it's especially for people of color mm-hmm. to believe that you can just say, um, you know, I want that raise and, and you can get it. Right. I, and mm-hmm. I think, I think that, that, that all that makes sense to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So do you feel, I feel like there's a shift going on right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel that there's a shift as far as, as a whole, as people, as women, as women of color right now, as far as claiming manifestation and things of that nature? Absolutely. I think people are now looking into, um, it, it is a shift mentally. It's a shift because people are realizing that they can create and be a part of something bigger. Um, and it's not just the, the faith talk that your great grandmother talked about rocking back and forth in church. You literally can bring it to fruition if you get your mind right. So now everyone, it seems as if this whole shift is about, let me get centered. Let me get grounded. I got to get my mind right. I need to do me, you know, realizing that life is real, you know, and so it, it, it is a big shift and manifestation is happening. Uh, and I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, and what I do love more so is that people are shifting away from things to more purpose, you know, instead of putting down the things, you know? And so that's why when I know when I ask God for something, I put my mind to it. I'm like, it's it's going to manifest. I don't ask God for things often. You know, every prayer is not about, well, you know, can I get this when you're going to do this when you get, no, it's, it's, it's different. I'm always looking to operate at a higher vibration. And I see that across the board, but it's because we see it. So is there some people who are are not woke and have an awakening of what's possible? Absolutely. But because there's a large portion of us holding this high vibration up, we're bringing even those who are asleep and saying, open your eyes. (laughs) Oh, it's so beautiful though. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So what is the big ask? Oh, my baby. The big ask um, is my new, my new book. And it is doing so well because people are just sharing it. But there's times where we don't ask for what we want or we feel like what we, what we desire, we don't deserve. And so for me, everything is based on experience and observation. My greatest success moments came from me pushing myself aside and saying, let me ask for help. Let me ask for guidance. Let me ask for information. And I didn't do that in the past often because I I would be let down. You know, I'd ask and then I'm let down or I ask and then people looking at you. And so I said, what if I remove people out of the equation and just go ask? What if I get clear on what my ask is? how is this going to work? And it opened up a door of yes and consecutive wins. And so people just started asking me, you know, Lucinda, you know, how can I do that? I said, well, did you ask? No. So why don't you ask? Really just that simple? Yep. And so it it started to become even a trend within my inner circle. And they were like, you know, you should write a book about this, the, the ask. And I'm like, you know what? It's the big ask. Because every ask is, is a big deal, you know? And, and so I put this book together with 21 keys to go after everything that you deserve and desire 
And and I and I love the book because it's not just a book that you just uh, pick up and put down. It's a nice table sized book, five by five, that you read over and over again, and you kind of use these tools on your way to the next meeting, on your way to your next relationship. You're like, what do I really want out of this relationship? Did I even ask, or am I just accepting what is given to me? What do I really want out of this job, out of this business? You know, and so I love it. No, that's beautiful. But you know, there's things that we heard from our grandparents that ring ring to be true still, like you have not because you ask not. Mm -hmm. It's the basics. And we have gotten so far from them because we've made things so complicated with technology and um, Mm -hmm. the the desires of our hearts, but it's just the basics. I love that. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's so important to me is that just as much as you filled me up in this this time we've been talking, I want to fill back into you. So what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey this year? Just, you know, my, my, my prayer and vibes to send my way is one, you know, I'm working actively in, in media on some projects. Um, so just spread the word, spread, not even just about me, but just the work that we're doing. If, if the share, like you, you talked about earlier, just the share, something that's as simple as that. I just want you to share you know, b- become a part of the, the Activate community, the, the Big Ask community, and just share. Oh, that's lovely. You got it. You got it. You know I'm going to share this, right? You know that. Yes! <laughs> so this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Oh my gosh, God rest her soul. My mother has passed. She didn't get to see any of this success, okay? Isn't that ironic? Um, she prepared me for life for this stuff, and, and she's not here, but um, I would want to sit down. Whew, are you about to have me cry? Whew, hold on. I would check my lashes. Hold on. <laughs> but I would love to sit down with my mother and, and have brunch with her. Oh, that's beautiful. And, I, and, and you know that she's in there, like that energy. I know you feel it. You probably talk to her all the time, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. And, and, and sometimes I shy away from it because it's like, it's still, it's still so open and still like a grieving moment, you know? So it's, it's, you still want her here regardless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So where can people follow you and how can they support you and the big ass? We are Google-licious baby. (laughs) So So I say that in all, um, in all humility, but um, no. So I just follow me on Instagram. That's the place I love to play. Um, Lucinda Cross on Instagram and you can connect with me if you want to be a part of my e-list and get some really good good information to keep activating your visions you can go to lucindacross.com Wonderful. Well, if you guys loved everything that is Lucinda as much as I did, right? Straight chase, straight with no chases, just like I like it. Shooting from the hip. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we need. That's what I love. And I am enamored with what you've created. And like I told Lucinda earlier, you know, when I was researching her and getting to know her and, and her platform, I was just like, I can't wait to talk to her. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of us I know people who, who have the same background. I know people who've gone through things mm-hmm. and I know how hard it is to shake that monkey off, right? Mm-hmm. So to be able to talk to somebody who did it, doing it, rolling around with it and making money doing it, then I have to share that story because they need to hear this too. So thank you for being so transparent. Thank you for having me. This was just super, super dope. Well, thank you. And guys, if you don't think, take anything away from this show other than this I want you to always remember that if she can I can we all can and this mm. is Brunch and Strength.